Number one, the bank wanted drug screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. All right, we are back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with Daddy Taike and Daddy oh. Boof. The most, the most unemployed. We are like North the two. America. We are like the two couple. The couple. In there. Does that We're make like me a couple? <laughs> yeah. Does that make me win? Nate, that's yeah. You're the little I'm, Asian I'm girl. Little Asian uh, daughter. We can be the oh, gay. Oh, she. I that's fucking, what I watched this a full week ago. So you I saw that. I was like, full, yeah, we all watched it a full week. Why are we daddy? No, uh, because we are talking about a movie this week. Actually, I know. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to keep the bit going as long as we could, but this is a movie podcast, so we probably should talk about a film sooner or later, once in a while. And we're talking about the new movie from M. Night Shyamalan, the uh, adaptation of a uh, some kind of novel titled. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's like Knock yeah. at the Cabin. Knock yeah. at the. Who is that? I don't think that's the direct title. No, the the novel is different. The novel Cabin is at the End of the World. Cabin at the End of the World I think. in the woods. Cabinet in the cabin in the woods cabin at the, the end of the world. That that, yeah, that with knockers. I've been calling this movie. Uh, what did I call it? Knockers in the woods. The cabin. Yeah, knockers in the woods. Four said, with M Night Shyamalan. X X X parody. That would be sick. <laughs> Never mind. That's not even a good joke. All right, well, <laughs> I just read my own review and I'm like, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> what was it? I said the the. The knocking at the sacred cabin because I was like, this is giving uh killing of a sacred deer vibes the whole <laughs> That's time. That's what you were going for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read that. I didn't even get it. So yeah, what is this? <laughs> I, I am just dumb though. Just... <laughs> so I think this is M. Night Shyamalan's what, like 15th movie or something like that? 15th, 16th movie. Well, I feel like he just came out with old. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. like a year. But, yeah, year he's always ago. working. He do be all, he, he had a little bit of a uh I feel like there was a couple year stretch where he didn't come out with much. I think there's probably yeah. like a well, for Eight a while, stretch, he was getting like like one castrated movie. for every movie. Yeah, that came out people did not like it. him for a while. But did you guys hear on that? A little bit like, of a comeback now. Back in the day, he um, for a while there, he was actively like using a different name for uh, movies that he was like the executive producer on, because his name had been become like no, it's going to turn into a box office bomb if it says M Night Shyamalan's on it, after or Avatar. not even that. They were like, it. everyone's going to think there's a huge plot twist coming. Yeah. Or after Avatar, The Last Airbender probably yeah, exactly. ruined his I think career. That's, I think that's what, yeah. Began. That was him? Yeah. Yeah, he made that movie. That's the worst movie ever made. Yeah, yeah, arguably. I don't you get saw, how... You saw him in this movie, right? Yeah, in the infomercial. In, uh, not in the, the infomercial. Was he's he the in the... Yeah, he's the guy. guy in yeah. The, yeah. I was laughing seeing him. Oh, on I didn't even there. catch that. Yeah, he always puts himself in the movies, right? And I saw, something. I saw that's him. The first time I've recognized it in real time. I oh, saw let's him. Go. I saw him on the the cast list mm. um, when I was looking at Letterbox, but I didn't, I didn't pinpoint it. I wasn't really paying attention that much. Yeah, he was uh, when they were showing the TV, the right? TV. Like waiting for one of the. I don't know, we'll funny. get it. Good we'll little cameo. It. Capri Sub just scored. Cool. While we're doing the background and whatnot, uh, what is you guys' opinion of M Night Shyamalan? I've yeah, always been a big M Night Shyamalan guy. Yeah, yeah, I I like him a lot. Uh, Other than I, Avatar: The Last Airbender, which I just found out right this second <laughs> yeah. was one of his I think, movies. I, I think he is like a big hit or miss director. I think that's kind of his legacy right now. But like totally. overall, like if you look at his filmography, there's much more good than bad. I think. And and M Night Shyamalan is a director, um, a, a filmmaker that I actually haven't like dove into as much as yeah. I, I thought that I I have. 
because I've, I've seen a lot of his movies, but he just has like a lot of movies that I haven't seen too. Um, but like going back to like the sixth sense, like visionary work, like great movie, like signs, great movie. Uh, he has tons of people sleep on the village. I've been saying it. Yeah, for years. I always thought the village sound. I think the visit sounds very interesting. Yeah, he's like, I I've only seen three of his movies. Oh, really? So I'm like, I don't really have much of a formulated idea beyond I think Sixth Sense is a little overrated. Okay. And well, I'm like, did you know the twist beforehand? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I like, said, it's it's tough to view his stuff in a vacuum. Yeah, I I didn't know the twist beforehand, and I remember watching it. And I'm like. I think that's why I like the village what? so much is because yeah. I didn't know the twist before. Like all I knew is that people fucking hated the the village. Yeah. Well, but, and ironically, if you watch the Sixth Sense, knowing the plot twist, it seems like the most obvious plot twist of all time. Well, that's yeah. like his. Kind of, I know. So I'm like, it's such a that one specifically. <laughs> like, it's like if you knew the plot twist of like Memento, you would still be like, this. Is I did. I called it. Yeah, I called it from the start. <laughs> but it's like Sixth Sense. I truly was like. Oh, I don't like this completely ruins the entire illusion of yeah. the film. And he does have that reputation of like his name is just like equated with having like some massive twist, which is like it's not even a... called a twist anymore. It's called an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, he, he trademarked the twist, which actually like sucks. It's like a huge detriment to like him as a filmmaker because like it's like a hurdle he has to like overcome because if he does a twist, he's like, fuck, like now I have to make totally. it different than like other twists. And, which, and then if he doesn't do a twist, people are like, oh, it also doesn't work that twist? he just has like a sick name, too. So yeah, yeah it, it's not like it a, sticks in your a John Smith twist. <laughs> you can't have a John Smith. But like John um, well, the other thing I was going to mention is not to spoil anything about this movie, but just speaking about it in broad terms, I didn't think there was really a plot twist in this one. I'm no. like, that's more brave and more surprising the, than the, Night Shyamalan. It's the twist in this movie is that there is no twist. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, and that's what I was saying that years ago. I'm like, he should just stop doing <laughs> twists and people would be 10 times more shocked. Yeah. Now he's just milking people out like it's coming. Like he's <laughs> trying to lay down hints like there will be a twist. Yeah. And then they're just. Did isn't. you guys see Glass? Uh, a long time ago. I saw it and I was like, I thought that's what he was doing. And then he ended up getting twisty as fuck at the end. And I was like, God damn it, dude. God Just stop it. twisting it. Yeah, um, it's going to get to a point where now you don't know if he's going to twist or not going to And that's twist. the best spot for him to be in. I'm like, when you hit that wall at yeah. night, it was because How everyone he? knew. He's still young. I'm surprised. Yeah, I wasn't was thinking, he like 22 years old when he came like, out with six cents? He's like 52, I'm going to guess. Yes. Is that what uh, he is? Yes, fifty-two. I'm, I'm, Holy I'm shit! Sick. You are on the mark. Because I was thinking about that the other day after I watched this movie, and I was like, "Huh? Why didn't anyone pick M Night Shyamalan in their fucking director's draft?" That's that's, true. A, that's a big mess. I honestly, I mean, my that, list was yeah, absolutely forgot stacked about it. to the brim. You had so. Zach Craigers. You could have picked M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, but Zach Craig is young. <laughs> does he do box office big numbers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. This oh, movie yeah, already made a big He's one of the best of the last, like, 20 years from, like, box office. Yeah, he's, like, grossing over, like, like billions of dollars Yeah. Uh, for his movies. I wonder what his bank account is. Because like. I feel like he's never pushing, like, a larger than, like, $15 million budget. Yeah, but, like, either. M. Night Shyamalan. This one was 20. I'm almost positive. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan is, like, one of the only directors, like, nowadays that has for the last like 20 years you've been able to sell a movie on his brand true um and like and it's it's a weird category to put him in because like there's guys like tarantino or nolan or any like pta that like you you market it like that and, and you're expecting it to be like a critical masterpiece but no matter what the movie is even the quality aside um like people will re go to a movie just for it to 
if there's M. Night Shyamalan attached to it and knowing that it might be bad and like yeah. they'll still go. Well, that's the thing too. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know if people, you're like, Hey, it might be good. <laughs> I don't even know if beach is good or bad. I can't tell people are just joking, saying they like it. Like I'm like, that's a good spot to be also as M. Beach? Night Shyamalan, which you're, is similar old? to, or old. old yeah. yeah. Okay. I was which is, <laughs> which is similar to uh, like James Wan and like malignant stuff like that, sure. where it's like, people will just be like, go see it, go see it. Yeah. And it's like, is it good or is it bad? And they're like, you gotta go see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like twists aside, I, I do think like M. Night Shyamalan is like one of the, greatest like um formulist filmmakers like in the game right now like the way his movies are it's like almost like a production line like they're they're all clean and crisp and they're well-made movies he knows how to make a movie um yeah writing in 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 uh like the the level of critical acclaim or or prestige aside he if you need someone to crank out a movie in in a, in a calendar year or whatever and, and get things done and, and know how to do it the right way. Like, he's your guy. He, he does it. He's been doing it for 25 years. Like, he fucking kills it. Yeah. And his movies look great. Speaking of uh, this movie looking great, I think the cinematography is awesome. And did you know who the cinematographer is? No. Uh, I have it written down. Let me uh, turn it fuck it up. Uh, <laughs> Jaron Blaschke. Do you know who that is? No. He's a uh, uh, Ager cinematographer. Oh, for all three of his big movies, that's very shot. M. Night Shyamalan, executive producer on the next Eggers movie. Dude, let's get it going. That'd be cool. <laughs> Put a Shyamalan twist in an Eggers movie. There's so many. Oh fuck, that's very interesting to me mm. because okay, just real quick aside, uh, I found out about fucking Ingmar Bergman and got into Ingmar Bergman yeah, and specifically you, you Persona. Just, just found out who that was. <laughs> well, when like four years ago when i listened to the a24 podcast with mm-hmm. eggers and oster and the only thing they talked about was ingmar bergman close-ups and i was like i want to figure out what the fuck these guys are talking about and then you watch ingmar bergman movies and you're like well oh my god the whole the whole frame is, is that is face. the seven seal in bergman movie yeah yeah okay and it's like now that you say that now i'm wondering this movie had a ton of fucking close-ups exactly yeah. and i'm like very bergman-esque very i had a lot of really cool shots too like yeah. other than close-ups like so yeah. that, that could be a yeah like good. intensely tight close-ups yeah. so many yeah. on dave batista i was gonna face. bring that up later um yeah. while we have a second here mm-hmm. uh can you look up the trailer oh yeah yeah and can you look up the summary yes um because yeah there's tons of bold moves especially with like spacing and close-ups in this movie and this is really so i guess i'll just go over uh, we should probably wait for the summary i was gonna do a little um oh pretty some... long summary on all this right one too. all you all right save your family or save humanity make the choice while vacationing at a remote cabin a young girl and her parents are taken hostage by four armed strangers who demand that the family make an unthinkable choice to avert the apocalypse with limited access to the outside world, the family must decide what they believe before all is lost. Mm. All also, right. I just wanted to add real quick, I went into this completely blind, and I've been curious to see what this trailer is like ever since. Oh, this I've was seen, a very, I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen the trailer. A very it's on TV. It's on. Uh, they, I don't watch TV. You guys don't watch NBA no, basketball. I watch Adventure Time. I do not watch NBA basketball. basketball. <laughs> I feel like all of the trailers I see uh, are during like NBA basketball and like, TNT. Yeah. All right, here's the trailer.
Are we gonna sing along? I yes, think, of I course. I wanna put on my 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 boogie shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard. It's nice to meet you, Will. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. are here to prevent the apocalypse. Your family has been chosen to make a horrible decision. If you fail to choose, the world will end. Actually, not a bad trailer. Yeah, it was good. They don't show too much. I was yeah. gonna say I was positive it would show too much. But yeah. I, was, I was like, when I was in the theater, I'm like, how could you possibly make a trailer for this that doesn't give everything away? Yeah, I mean, it gets the basic pre- premise down. Yeah. Uh, and just to recap, uh, because I feel like the the summary and the the trailer were also kind of vague. Uh, basically, the movie is about uh, what they say they have to. Uh, Four people come to a cabin in the woods. Is this like an Airbnb? Do they, yeah, do they, own, do they own this cabin? Yeah. No, it was a, no, they were like a vacation, there. just a random yeah. cabin, a okay. vacation rental. I was um, sus. And uh, four people come to this uh, cabin in the woods at the end of the road in the woods. Uh, uh, the last cabin on the left. Cabin the last cabin on the left. Last cabin on the left in the woods. Uh, <laughs> And the uh, knock at the last cabin. <laughs> in the it's also refreshing. I've seen quite a few like home invasion horror films, and it was interesting to see one where it's like, you know, I mean, we're into it, but it's like the killers are killing themselves I, I, in front of you, well, like gl- traumatizing gl- you for all existence. I'm, I'm glad you ha- brought that up. I had that's in what works because, like, yeah. the typical like home invasion movie is like we need to keep them out because like, mm-hmm. they're trying to kill us, and this one is like. They don't want to be there. They're they're terrified to be there. Mm-hmm. Like they are so 
wrapped up in their belief that this is happening that like they think that they have no other choice but to go through with this like for the actual greater good of humanity so there's no malice there like they are like there to like take care of them and to do whatever they can to help them get into make the decision themselves yeah they're begging them to make a decision and then killing themselves immediately when they don't (laughs) (laughs) um i we should start honestly just by saying that dave batista's fucking he's good so proud of him (laughs) yeah he's like the new brad pitt (laughs) yeah he's the new top dog Uh, after i i mean i mentioned it on this podcast before but i was like after that interview where he was like i just really need a chance I was like, oh, please be good in this movie. <laughs> so that was breaking my no, heart. So Every good. single thing yeah. I've seen, he makes the movie. He's by far the best yeah. character. Somebody, I saw somebody beginning like a, one of the like New York magazine or whatever asking the question, is he now the best uh, wrestler yes. turned actor? Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, it's he's not a competition. Infinitely better than The Rock. Because it's The Rock, I've John Cena, John Cena, Rowdy Rod Piper. Who else? Anyone else? That's all I can think of. Uh, the guy that played, no, this is a stretch here. The guy that played Mongo in Blazing Saddles, I think, was a wrestler. <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, a little bit of a stretch. Um, <laughs> well, I was a little, I'm going to give it to Batista. Yeah, that's definitely Batista. But Mongo, like, and, like, honestly, the amount of work he's had in the last like couple years is like astonishing, too. If you like, look at like what he's oh, actually done. Yeah, he's done. good in everything. He is good. And he's just yeah. a good guy. Like, no, I really hope At the end just... of the day, if you're like a decent actor, but like people like having you on set you're gonna get more gigs what's interesting though is it's like because he keeps saying like i don't want to play shirtless roles anymore because i'm sick of fucking upkeeping my body yeah but still like even in this like he's a natural beast exactly so i'm like i wonder when they'll finally cast him something where it's like oh we didn't even notice that he (laughs) hulks over everyone else he's an actor in 60 films damn dave batista well they don't really mention it they, they, they do a couple times but it's only like holy shit that guy at the door is fucking huge yeah exactly yeah. uh he's in obviously dune all of the avengers stuff glass onion uh blade runner uh 2049 he's a great role he's in that really one. good in that he's so mm-hmm. good apparently i heard that that uh, i watched listening to an interview with m night and he said like that was the first time he saw him in a film and he's like that's what awesome. i awesome because yeah when i watched that i was like holy Cause, shit cause Dave Batista the, shine the struggle of this role of leonard the guy that he's playing in this in knock at the cabin is that you have to be this huge intimidating threatening big force mm-hmm. but also be like very reserved and calm and yeah. be not intimidating and, and, and try to yeah try to do the most intimidating thing possible but like be very gentle about it what's that teddy roosevelt uh, uh speak softly and carry a big stick or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah literally was all that was going through my head watching him in the movie yeah i like army of the dead too he kind of he kind of i still haven't seen that it's fine i mean like, it's yeah. not great it's, but it's a Netflix I see him in man with iron fists yeah uh he's an inspector I guess he's just showing up. I, I don't, know. I don't remember him. I don't know. I think I think he was like the hitman in like the intro. I think that might have been where he I'm was. I'm pretty far down on the on the cast here, and I have yet to see him. So because <laughs> I remember oh, yeah. Spectre begins with a huge like opening action sequence. But yeah. Uh, so Dave Batista for sure, uh, best wrestling actor in the game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can't name 
a movie that The Rock's been in that I thoroughly enjoyed. Jumanji. Fuck, you got you, you got him there. You got him there. I know. I'm I'm not a fan like, of The Rock. Black Adam. <laughs> like I, I, I can't think of the Rock. One, just takes himself honest. so seriously. Yeah. Did you hear? I read. I read recently. Some he never kisses on camera. It's in his contract. The Rock. Well, it's it's explicitly in his contract that he can never lose a fight. Yeah, which yeah, I that's hate, where I him hate and that so much. That's yeah. why him that's and why they punch and like knock each other out. They the both same have the same claws that neither of them can lose a fight. That's so funny. <laughs> you, <well>, yeah. <laughs> and then also, uh, someone else who really stands out to me is uh, Jonathan Groff, uh, who plays Daddy Truly, Eric. He's always I, been good in everything. I, I really liked him in Mindhunter. Yeah, I loved him in Mindhunter. And but I, I was waiting for something else from him to grab me, and I was like, Hamilton? Okay. Hamilton? He's in Hamilton. He's in Frozen. Apparently. Oh, is he yeah, Hans he's a, or whatever? He's a singer. He's like a trained. He used to be in Glee. Oh, yeah. He's he used to be in Glee. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he's which like I didn't, good in everything. He's I haven't got seen him. Ever, I will never see Glee. We should do I'm a sorry, everyone. You're homophobic. <laughs> you want, you want, you want you're to make a, homophobic. Well, guess who? Guess you're who, canceled. I guess me and Boof are doing a Glee pod without you. Yeah. We'll oh, The Rock is in Moana. Okay. Moana's pretty fire. Anything non-animated. Red Notice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so wait, what's next after trailer? Uh, what works? Uh, talk about what works. Technically, quick themes. Uh, we were kind of going on a tangent to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the cast a lot. We'll get back to it later. Um, quick themes. I like jotted a few things down like as fast as I could. So it'll be, mm. be very vague. Um, and then if there's anything else you want to uh, bring up, I encourage uh, more contribution than what I have. Um, quick themes. Sacrifice, yeah. Um, religion that—that's like it's. We, we could get so specific on uh, that's so big in this. I I didn't, I didn't want to do the work to narrow it down. Religious <laughs> um, people would love if we got super specific. So I'd yeah. rather not. Again, same <laughs> same exact context. Uh, family, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, groupthink. I had as like the only like specific one. Yeah, yeah. About... Groupthink like gaslighting. Like yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. Just like I, I thought like a very uh... the one guy was a big gaslighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like I felt like one of my one of my favorite moments in the film is the point at which the one husband is like. You're not allowed to speak to him anymore, and like yeah, starts yeah. taking away the agency. Yeah, you of his talk husband. to me now. <laughs> Being like, never mind. You you're not thinking the way I want yeah. you to think. Yeah. And every time he does have a thought, it's like you have a concussion. You don't know. What I you're know. Thinking. It's yeah. like this is very well done. Where it's like <laughs> you're just making him believe more yeah. that what he's believing is real. Um, any other big ones that off the top of your head? Uh, I mean, that's yeah. It's it's, it's a just, it's a simple film. I like yeah. that. I'm not trying I like to rewrite that. Anything. Just logic by him in the movies. Like you don't believe them because you don't know what you're thinking. But also, you can only believe me because you don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like it's very well done. Where it's like, <laughs> oh well, you, that's fucked. Yeah. Um. When in so, all reality, like the film does such a good job of making the invaders' side actually like defensible and like, mm. which is on its face difficult to do. <laughs> yeah, and and that's one thing I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if I like this or if I. It's a nitpick about that because there's two routes you can go about doing mm. this. Um, the way they did it, which is they make it pretty convincing for the audience to believe that this is real. Yeah. Uh, it, even when they show the shit happening on 
The news. The news. Like I really like that. There is counter arguments to be uh, what the guy was saying. Like, could be recorded. Could exactly, have known this. And, yeah. Like they do have those like layers of doubt um, that are later than abolished. Yeah. Um, but even if that's not not happening, like the film is set up to kind of make you believe the intruder's side. Um, but then there's another way to go about it, mm-hmm. in, uh, which is like more of like uh, the Ten Cloverfield Lane path, where it's like you don't know at all who is telling the truth you could really make it more of like a, a more of a dark thriller if if you don't believe that these people are sent by god that they're actually psychopaths and and murderers yeah um and uh, i don't i'm not sure if i like that better or worse um so i i was i totally thought of this in 10 chlorophyll lane being like the two most similar of it'd be a good like, double feature yeah and i was like they both have something in common that makes them uniquely able to succeed, which is that 10 Cloverfield Lane, if it's just called uh, 10 Richmond Lane, I'm not sure that I'm ever believing the alien invasion angle in that film. But it's oh, like yeah, by calling it 10 Cloverfield Lane, I'm right away like, yeah, we know the aliens here. So I'm on his mm-hmm. side. Yeah. And that's why I thought it was smart as well to do it the way they did it with this being an M. Night Shyamalan film. Because what you would expect from M. Night Shyamalan then is whoever is telling me, whoever you're telling me is right is wrong because that'll be the plot twist. So I did like that they were, you know, giving so much evidence to the side of Dave Bautista because Mm -hmm. going in with the knowledge of it being an M. Night Shyamalan film, I was like, oh, well, then it's definitely not them. But then, but actually big brain it too much. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this was the perfect time for M. Night Shyamalan to not do a twist. Yeah. That um, is the twist. All Maybe exactly, the real twist yeah. was the twist all was along. the twist we made along the way. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> really, my favorite part of the movie is that it's 100 minutes long. Yeah. And right from the first five minutes, we're off and we're going. <laughs> yeah. Like, David Tisa shows up. That's how it opens up that she's doing the grasshopper in her yard and we meet when. And I totally thought for like the first 10 minutes that this was like a purgatory allegory. Oh, really? I was like the way he just walked up out of nowhere. I'm like, this is either a computer simulation or and I was like, I truly don't know what the fuck is going on. But I, I was so happy, though, like right in the beginning. I was like, all right, no bullshit. Like, exactly. We are getting right into it. Like, fuck, Perfect. yeah, let's go. Like, I don't, I don't need any of the other nonsense. Like, I don't need you to explain anything to me right now. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get into it. Speaking of the religious thing. So. A main complaint I've seen about this movie, I don't know if we want to get into nitpicks. It's not one of mine, but it's like the main one I've seen mm. is that they're too forward with the horseman of the apocalypse thing at yeah. the end. But I got too tied on with religious yeah. themes at the beginning, and that's one I never went down, and I feel so dumb for that. Oh, that's all I thought about. Because they're all in different colors, and I yeah. was trying to think it, of like Greek like gods or something tied to colors. And what was the four horse? I, but that's okay. why I didn't get so about that part. They are the four horsemen. Of the okay. But aren't the four okay. horsemen's pestilence. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so uh, okay. uh, <laughs> I have this in my nitpicks. Uh, they like, reworked the horsemen. Okay. Um. So say say the the actual real. It's like pestilence, famine, uh, death, war, and death, death and war. Yeah, it? war, yeah. death, pestilence, and famine. And so they flipped them, and they made like alternate counterparts for them, and they even yeah. name them in the film, which is guidance like nurturing, nurturing like yeah. malice and hate is it also death no malice no. was the only negative one i noticed yeah wait so it's guidance 
nurturing guidance dave batista uh, nurturing the nurse uh malice was ron weasley yeah and then <laughs> providing I, I, I wrote down nurturing nurture wait no, we, already we, already said that. we already said that i, I healing wrote, healing okay yeah. healing. i wrote down death but that's not right because nurturing was the mother yeah and she and i really liked her by the way yeah i thought they i, I went back and i either i kept flipping back and forth on her <laughs> yeah, i could I not figure it. it out yeah which um, probably is a why she's good they so, probably wanted you to flip because they didn't want you to make a decision but well, yeah, that's like that's no. Like, you were wrong on oh. what, what you <laughs> named the the real horseman. Same again. I said war, war death, pestilence, famine. Is war death? I the think same I'm thing? almost positive pestilence, pestilence is, is a real one. War is malice and war were supposed to be like the same. Um, death and health, or or, or or healing, or nurturing. They flipped it. Though, but that's what I don't get. Is it's like conquest? Is conquest one? I don't. I'm I'm googling it right now. One second. Let's use Google, my friends. Apocalypse. <laughs> but yeah, I could... oh conquest. Okay. War, famine, and death. How the fuck are conquest and war going to be two different things? Yeah, because uh, conquest is supposed it's to be like colonial. It's supposed to be guidance. Is is um that's what they equated the two, so they flipped it kind of. Oh. Um, and then. War was malice. Say it was the other two. Famine and death. Famine was nurturing, and death was like healing. Yeah, because so they like they like food. They like an inverse of them. But I don't get it. Like, uh, I guess I would be nitpicky then, but this is really such a slight nitpick. Is yeah. I'm like, I don't really get why malice is just that is what war is, mm. and then the other ones are were the inverse of it. Like, I solve famine by cooking. For I, I kept trying to tie them to like gods <laughs> the whole time because yeah. of their colors, and then they said that. But I'm it's like, like it's I'm so truly dumb. like a throwaway line that a man with a concussion is doing like a manic phase, right? Like I'm like, I'm not really concussion? worried. Are you about trying to people. gaslight him? Exactly. Gaslight him? Well, like, I think the, the overall nitpick of like the, um, the general public of at least what I've seen from like some reviews yeah. is that like, why are you like telling me so explicitly that these are the four horsemen? <laughs> true, true. Like I can obviously tell unless you both, I that couldn't. these are the four I horsemen. Mean, I finally too, much, too little too spoon fed. I finally saw Wakanda Forever, Ugh. and well, uh, Disney Plus now. is that you want to talk about spoon fed spoon <laughs> hand holding? My God, <laughs> I was like, all right, no, knock at the cabin. Is... So you won't watch Glee, and now you're shitting on Wakanda Forever. <laughs> you're getting really canceled for real. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, uh, is it what works next? Well, we haven't even done highlights. Uh, oh, highlights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can do that. Uh, I I really like the first opening scene where she's collecting grasshoppers. Totally. That was great. Um, and when uh, Dave Batista comes out of the the woods and just slowly walks up, and I love so the turn in that scene yeah. that's in the trailer where he's yeah. like, "I'm really sorry for what I have to do today." Yeah. It's like right then I was already squirming, and I'm like, yeah. oh, "What the fuck does he have to do today?" Because <laughs> right. I hadn't seen anything about this. So I was like, "Is he just gonna straight up like kidnap this girl right <laughs> yeah. away?" Right when he's like, "Just want you to know." Whatever happens today, I'm your friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And then she flips immediately. Don't let that man. Yeah. Um, and then really like they get into the house. Like, I'm gonna be quick with my highlights. Mm -hmm. Uh they get into the house and just like the the first death. Uh that happened way faster than I thought it was. Yeah. Going to. Uh and you're like, oh, this is what they're doing. And he's like He's like, look at me, look me in the eyes when I do this. Like, like you're fucking killing me, buddy. <laughs> uh, like, if you, you're not gonna take this seriously. Fucking look me in the eyes. Puts the bag over his head, and 
they just all fucking just pitchforks pitchforks from the back. I was like, oh, okay, we're, we're we've arrived. Yeah. And I, then every uh, subsequent death after that, they're like, please just decide. Yeah, I, I don't want to die. Appeals. I have a son. The appeals were amazing. Yeah, they're like, please save me. They're like, <laughs> like, you don't have to do this. Walk out the door, and they're like, no, like you don't get it. Like the whole world will end. Yeah, and then also, um, Dave Batista's last one I thought was like very powerful when he's oh, totally. on the deck. Yeah. Oh yeah. They all. I, I loved the the waitresses or the cook or whatever. I I really thought uh, David Houston was, was like, going to oh, have a kid. Yeah, and, like I'd have told you guys that. It's like, oh damn. Mm, yeah, that was tear jerking. Like, and then that, like, the really gaslight was guy like, was like, "She's lying. I never took her for a mother." <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm like, and I'm like, but like, truly in that moment, it's like, yeah, no, you're you're killing her son. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should just kill one of It's like, what? That's where I really started to get, like, like truly into the film. was like, oh, yeah, goddamn, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really thought at the end, when Dave Bautista kills himself, I thought that he was going to sit in the chair and just, like, light himself on fire. No. I was, I, was, I was like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. He's going to light himself on fire. Yeah, whatever. That would have been, inter- been cool. Yeah. All I thought of- it was going to be a quick... A quick um, Kurt Cobain to the forehead. And then the last one I really have, um, just in, in generalities, is like when they turn the TVs on and you see all of like the highlights. And highlights isn't a good word for it. That's uh, no, a good word for it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I love Like the, the newscast yeah. of uh, what's going on. The fucking one showing the Oregon coast. Yeah, the way that's oh crazy. God. That one was crazy. I was sinking into my seat while seeing that. Like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. That would suck so fucking bad. Yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh, oops. A bunch of earthquakes just happened. Oops. Like, oh, fuck. I wonder how realistic that interpretation was. Yeah, like that five like, earthquakes they... just hit it like once. Like or that. like uh, the wave one. Like if they're still on the beach, would they feel that original earthquake? And how long would they have until the wave hit? Well, the the, the earthquake happened like In miles and miles yeah. in the yeah. ocean. So... so they wouldn't know it. Because they said it was I like an 8.5 in the though. movie. That's a crazy earthquake, right? I don't know. We should have like a, like a Google but it's scientist. Like, but it's like even if... I think they said it was about like 80 miles off the coast. It's like, even when like, what was that shit that hit Anchorage? Wasn't that like 13? I have no idea. Uh, but it's like in an, an earthquake in, an earth, in the in in real life. When an earthquake hits like a city, it just destroys that city. It doesn't destroy like five cities in a row. So I'm like, I feel like 80 miles off, you wouldn't really feel it. I don't know. Who fucking knows? We don't live in earthquake country. Exactly. Thank God. We yeah. need Randy Tornado Marsh, Alley, though. a real geologist on the show. True. And then also uh, uh, the last one that I'll bring up, and you guys can bring anything up if you want, uh, is when he go they break out of like their their chairs and he runs for the car to get his gun. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that sequence a lot. And he's like, he's I like when he, she just took he, off. He's like limping <laughs> out. Like he he can barely even stand up and walk because yeah. he's tied to a chair for twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. I yeah. Yeah. No. No. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, like wobbling around. When I completely forgot about that. When I was like, oh yeah, they're no, legs I like are uh, dead asleep. I like immediately after that when they lock Batista in the bathroom. Oh, that's a good one too. And, and he, he gets shot. I can't believe he gets shot, but he just <laughs> then you come to the realization after the fact, obviously, that he got shot and stayed still. Wait, that was here. We're treading nitpick territory right yeah. now. Uh, my I don't have like many nitpicks. I have a couple that I could talk about, but mm. uh, this is like my only real nitpick. When she opens up the bathroom, he's not there, and the window's open. You know damn well Dave Batista is not fitting out that window. <laughs> yeah, I know. And 
I've, I was fucking, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, I don't know where the fuck Dave Batista is. But, but counter argument also. See, I was there's no th- one I'd rather. Uh, there's no one I'd more believe that could eat a bullet like that than Dave Batista. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I was like, sure. Uh, <laughs> I think that was uh, <laughs> it's a fucking movie. How I, I was thinking is he might have gotten through there. The thought process is there's no fucking way he just got through that fucking window. Yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, but ironically, please don't tell me he's behind this curtain. Yeah. Like, then, like when he shoots the curtain, I'm like, yeah, there's no fucking chance Dave Batista is behind the curtain. So I'm uh, like, I'm like, then he's definitely out the window. But I was like, yeah, no. To me, I was like, yeah, it's just well done. I think well, both I circumstances is. is no fucking way. No fucking way. <laughs> and, and also, you know that uh, M Night is just like a huge like Hitchcock fan. Like, mm. all, oh yeah, all I of his that. movies are like super Hitchcockian and like how he shoots mm. and uses the camera. Um, so as soon as I saw like him in, in a bathroom with a shower curtain, I was like, "What are we gonna do here?" <laughs> shower curtains are just all like so that ominous. shit always works on me. Yeah, even when it's late, late at night, every fucking going to the bathroom. Like, Let me check behind you. Yeah, like, what's going on? Totally. Oh, I always have mine open twenty four seven. I never have mine closed. Even when you're in the shower, I get fucking scared. And that's the only time when I like start the water, so I close the curtains, like start the water and wait for it to heat up. I like oh, get yeah. scared looking at my own curtain closed <laughs> and me not in there. I'm like, who in there? Yeah, you watch Psycho uh, real young. It's like <laughs> I other... just turned it on. I'm like, who's in there? Who's doing that? Any other uh, highlights you want to bring up? Uh, no, I mean, it's one of those films where it's like, because it's so simple, it's like, you can't miss the highlights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's the five I mean, this scenes. This is like, a, crazy not like a scene like. highlight, but um, whenever they they do this a lot, is they go from outside to inside, like that transfer mm. of shots. Mm. I thought was always really mm. cool. That's probably yeah. cinema cinematography, but yeah, like, it was the, the camera work is really good. In this. Yeah, um, just some really cool like mini shots, just like yeah. two three seconds. A lot, like, and this goes back to what I was just saying about him being like very, a very Hitchcockian director, like the way that he uses the camera as a narrative tool to um, like insert shots or close up shots, or it, the camera is like a character in the way that it moves like throughout the scene to distract from something like when they're killing people and the camera like floats out the other way like it's not a very violent movie even though mm. vi- like, a ton of violence happening you don't see any, <laughs> yeah uh, you like don't see any the of it yeah like uh, when they're showing all the plane crashes yeah. they're in the city i'm like please tell me they're about to crash some into <laughs> some towers right now <laughs> so <laughs> as far as nitpicks because uh, i think we're just going to transfer into nitpicks yeah now, we're right? nitpicks yeah now. so really one of my only ones was the the planes falling out of the sky scene just because i was like this could use one more Passover on CGI. Guys. <laughs> like, this just looks weird. Yeah. And also, it's kind of like, how many flights are in the air at any given time? Oh, guy, have you not been ever been on Flight Tracker in your no. free time? Okay, well, oh, that now. is. Is it thousands? Oh, way more than you would ever think. Damn. It is okay. crazy. Because I was kind of like, when I was seeing that, I have was you like. Never... That's a rabbit hole I don't think you want to go down. It is crazy. <laughs> when I was watching that in the in the theater, I was like, yeah, I mean, they'll probably fuck up one or two cities. No, I was like, it's the world, bro. <laughs> it's <fucked>. crazy. <laughs> uh, um, no, I can't remember the website. There's a website you can go see every active plane in the sky and it well, is Well, do insane. you think do you think they were still launching new flights with all that happening? They no, had to ground everything. To, at right? least something. Well, they definitely grounded. They mentioned quite a few it. Of them. <laughs> they uh, mentioned it like the last plane. No, in the I did. Yeah, but I was kind of wondering to myself, like, I'm like, if things just started falling out of the sky, you kind of wouldn't have a reason to think what like, happens. We if, shouldn't get in a plane. <laughs> what if yours like just took off, like as I started going off? <laughs> That's like, what I mean. Yeah. Like, well, we're already in the air now. Like, like if you're already in the the 
like because it had to have come through like oh a bunch of planes went down over like la must be an la problem not yeah. a problem with every single plane in the world right, now so they're going like, down yeah. in omaha Nebraska. okay what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh besides besides the other small nitpicks we've already talked about i wanted to bring up this not necessarily uh nitpick for me but a conversation that i wanted to bring up is about the ending do you guys do you like the ending i do i do do you mean mean specifically the the... fact that it's all true or the ending ending scene okay so i have two two things that will will go to bring up about it uh first is in the movie uh like movie alone the I'm not sure if I like the fact that like we are made painfully aware about how true it is and that mm, it's actually okay. happening in that we see like when they go to the diner and they're like, guess what? It all worked. Yeah. And like yeah. we fixed it. Like, I don't, I don't know if I like that. They yeah. made us aware that the death actually saved yeah. what was going on because like there was a, a window where like, you would like, were, to were leave we, it were up we too late? Definitely. Um, and then also the second part of this ending nitpick is that, and I haven't read the book, but apparently the book ending is very different. Ooh. Um, I'm interested in reading the book, by the way. Do you want me to tell you how the book ends? Yeah, fuck it. Okay, we are talking about <laughs> yeah. a, a podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, I haven't read the book. I've just heard. Yeah. Uh, that So the book ends with Wynn dying, the daughter dying, at, by like an accident. Uh, and then the two fathers like taking her body into like the city to like basically see if that ended up like stopping it or not because like she was like killed by like an accident. So oh, like, they didn't. So they're kill like, her. we're not even sure if that counts. Yeah. Uh, and then there, then <laughs> the book ends without you knowing. See, I like that. Uh, what's interesting is I um on what you were saying though of i think there's two ways to end it i i'm not sure which i would prefer i thought they were going to end it do you remember right when he goes and gets gwen and you can see uh like it's fires who? gwen gwen sir gwen, <laughs> sir gwen. they uh you can see like the fires in the forest beyond them who are yeah. they getting who are you talking about when the girl oh when it is a when oh it gwen. wasn't gwen no oh, it, it's when they uh like all i do is win. DJ when DJ when yeah. he went and got her and then he came out you can like see fires in the mm-hmm. forest beyond them i was kind I of hoping yeah i thought cut to credits right there and like yeah. leave it because then what i thought was kind of interesting is i'm like what if it just turns out that these guys had correct visions about the end of the world, but there was no way to stop. Yeah, <laughs> like, that I, would be even funnier. I, I kind of <laughs> wanted the uh, it to be a little more ambiguous yeah. about whether the death mattered. However, yeah, but that's like a very cynical look that we're yeah. having about it right now. That being said, the way they did end it, that was the best way they could have done. I really liked that okay. final scene of turning the the music on. And I like that off and whatnot. I was like, that's probably some of the best. Even though I don't yes. like so, that song very much, but me neither. Oh. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the song. Um, <laughs> it was on the trailer. You'll hear it in the when, yeah. when, I, when I put it in. Uh, it, the the route that they decided to go, that was the best way to do it. You're yep. right. Yep. Uh, and it was uh, not, the whole movie is like so intense the entire time. There's no really comedy in it. 
at yeah. all. It's really like a thrill ride, a like hold your breath, like what's going to happen. Like the whole time you're guessing what's going to happen. And then on top of it, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. So you're like, what's the fucking twist going to be? <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, you're guessing and guessing and guessing. And then for it to come to a conclusion and then let everything out with one big, like kind of comedic note that it, it's not even just comedic. It's also like very sweet and endearing yeah. about this guy just lost the love of his life. The only thing that's ever made him happy, but yeah. he's still bright side. He has this daughter that he can raise. Mm-hmm. And when she like turns it back on and then he turns it off and then he's like, what are we even doing? Yeah. It was just impressive filmmaking. It was sweet. He conveyed so much without a word spoken. that I was like, Oh, I never thought M. Night Shyamalan had that in him. seems Mm -hmm. like he usually has to tell us everything that's going on. Yeah. So I, I, I like that, but I just kind of wish that there was a little more um, ambiguity with uh, like the truth. of And like, oddly enough, like if it's an Ari Oster film, I bet it ends before we get the, hey, everyone, everything's okay. But it's like, it makes total sense that my shaman's like, let me remind you guys, I'm still family friendly, though. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. And that's probably why he had to change the ending. Yeah. Because uh, he is like super, he has these religious themes baked into like all of his movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, he is not as cynical as we are, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other nitpicks? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, Move on to what works. Uh, we already talked a lot about this. Um, I've, I we've talked about everything I have written down. <laughs> How uh, all the characters work together? I had, the cast I had is great. Some... Yeah, we talked a little bit, but I love the cast. Fuck, I forgot now. I had something I was saving for what works, but okay, well, the yeah. little hints of doubt throughout that make you rethink things. And yeah, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> i can't remember at all sure but yeah back, it's it's know. we're baking it in everything we're talking about uh who won the movie uh Batista. dave yeah dave yeah. Batista. Yeah. that was close. easy i was so happy <laughs> um any casting what ifs no what i haven't even know thought of. about what this if, yet okay this is not real uh usual m night Shyamalan. like so he doesn't have anyone mark Wahlberg. every movie uh, right? uh, mark Wahlberg is malice <laughs> <laughs> yeah I did a hate crime. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> That's uh, imagine this lineup. Imagine this lineup. Um, Dave Batista obviously has to stay. Yep. And then the other four horsemen or three horsemen are The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Mark Wahlberg. That's sick. You like that? And they're just like flying through walls. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even go through a single door. <laughs> And then, um, like, they're like, yeah, you guys have to make a choice. Sacrifice your family. Vin Diesel's just going to be like, never sacrifice <laughs> Uh, I that feel like it goes against um, what we're doing this here. might be out of left field a little bit because I'm not sure what character she would play, but I feel like Aubrey Plaza would be a good. But fit. she's good at yeah, being yeah. like and scary. any of the picks. <laughs> and she could be at any of the picks. She honest. could be like the small Asian child. True, she really could. <laughs> she could go she from really small Asian child to nurturing to taking um, uh, whatever Gryffindor fuck. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. Yeah, uh, uh, Rupert Grint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anything as far as casting. Yeah, neither did I. I think I, I like it's a small cast, and you can really tell this is like probably like a COVID movie just because it's that's what I was it's thinking. All in one, just bo- it's a bottle drama in one location, and like if it's not there, it's outside. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Like they do a great job with it. Yeah. Um, the John Hamm award for the biggest cock. And it's really funny now because I am like in my deep in my Mad Men rewatch right now. So I see, <laughs> oh, I've been seeing I a lot of John Hamm. I think it's the husband, daddy, whatever that survives. 
I really? Think Which one survives? I the, did. I did like how they were painting gas, him as he's like Daddy a Eric or Daddy Andrew. Guy. He's a gaslighting king. Uh, Jonathan Groff is Daddy Eric. Andrew. Daddy okay. Andrew survives. Ben Aldridge. Yeah, he kills. He's Groff. in like nothing too, and he's fucking great in this. I was gonna say, I was the whole time. I was like, do I know who the fuck this is? Because he's really he's, he's really in some stuff, but like he's nothing. English. Oh, he uh, covers up the accent. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wow. Is yeah. he? He's not the guy in White Lotus, right? Uh, oh, I don't know what guy in White Lotus in season two. Which guy? The the not Audrey Ari Plaza's husband, the other husband, the Asian guy. Not no, that's Audrey Plaza's husband. Oh, the no, other no, no. guy. That's the other no, it doesn't say. Yeah, that's in White uh, Lotus. No, that's uh the other guy's a well-known actor. I don't he's think he, that he was, but like I just looking at his picture right John now, Ralph. it just kind of came at me. Is that him? No, that guy's in like uh, not Hunger Games, the other one. What's the other one that came? Divergent. Divergent. That other guy in White Lotus is in the Divergent series. Sure. Either way, I have no idea what Ben Aldridge is in, but I fucking loved, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, but I think I he's did a good job. He's I think he's the biggest cock. You think so? I think that it has to be Rupert. I think it has to be Rupert Grint. It has yeah. to be Ron Weasley. He's we the embodiment for, of Malice. We don't know. If it, <laughs> he's literally committing hate crimes. We don't know yeah. if he committed the hate crime or not. Yes, we do. No, but it's we a little ambiguous. It's a little know. ambiguous. Is it though? Because he but has we, the ID. At yeah, the end. it's, it's just it, the last it, name. It could have been his brother. And they didn't oh. show his face in the flashback. Yeah, scene. Yeah, and honestly, I did it, that. in the flashback scene, it did kind of look like it wasn't him. I thought that too, but but it did kind of look like was, it was there was there something real quick, you guys? When he gets in the car at the end, was there something with the ID tag that I missed? Uh, all they showed was that he did work for the gas company, so he was and telling that, the truth. Okay. That, yeah, I was and, like, I was like, I was supposed to get something out of that, and I didn't. And that his last name was the same last name as the guy who attacked him. But we knew that from the ID, right? Yeah. Okay. Because that's I was yeah. like, we already knew that, so but I was confused. All the ID tag told us was at the very beginning he said he works for the gas okay. company. Okay. Good. Because I was like, I know I'm missing something that I'm supposed to be getting out of that. Yeah, scene. this guy's literally committing hate crimes though. So I feel like he has to be <laughs> the John Hamilton. No, nope, I'm still on the gas. The man who got guy. hate crime. Right. <laughs> you, you got killed. Yeah, you, the, the, you're the, you're blaming the victim right now. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. You okay. canceled me three times we, during this podcast we, and then blame the victim. Yeah. Do we need a vote? Is that necessary? Well, it's already two v one. I wanted to give you a chance to redeem yourself. No, I'm um, still sticking with my guns. <laughs> any unanswerable questions? Yeah. Um, Did Rupert and, Grint commit a hate crime? Well, I guess that, we never know. Uh, but the bigger question I had about Rupert Grint in it is: Do you think he actually had the visions? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's it, just a complete coincidence. Yeah. But then I guess well, also I think, I think part of it is that he's malice. So that's why he would be. So chosen. that's why if he was selected, it was but then I, but then I was kind of expecting there to be a thing where it's like, oh wait, you were the waitress that we stopped at your diner that one time yeah. when we were having that fight, which I was glad we didn't go into that. Yeah, I was like that would have been too much. Yeah, but at the same time, I was like, why just this one guy? I get to create a subplot where it's like, wait, whoa, what? But I kind of would have liked more. No, I don't know. I'm like my unanswered questions aren't necessarily nitpicks. Just like, well, I think that was just to start the storyline or the, like the hint of doubt that they're there exactly to cause. But then I'm like to commit another. Whoever hate is cosmically uh, setting this up, you couldn't have chosen one other person to be malice. Oh, what about uh, yeah? What about uh, um, when uh, Daddy Eric 
uh, sees like the vision, the light, the flash. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Do you guys believe that? I truly well, I mean, thought that it. was just a concussion thing. Like okay. even all said and done, I think that was just a concussion. So I did. I, I did I see had a vision. I did see a screenshot, um, but I'm not sure if it's like. Oh, this is interesting. Real, real from the movie, or like someone like added something, um, where you do see a figure, uh, in the movie, like they paused like the frame. Can you make out like who it is? It looks like kind of like the Grim Reaper, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. like a cloaked figure. That's mm. dope. Um, because I knew I was supposed to be seeing twice in that film. But it's like, like I'm it's, supposed to be getting something out of this. And it like flashes <laughs> for a second though, and, and again, like the screenshot I saw, I don't know that's if it cool. was like I hope that's real, yeah, yeah, or not. Um, my other unanswered question that I had about this, uh, and this is more just a thought exercise thing when they're kind of having that like spinning, like intense, like scene of should they kill Jonathan Groff or not? He says, I think it's during that scene. He says like, maybe this has always been happening. Yeah. And I was like, that's interesting. I forgot. Yeah. Do you think so? Do maybe you this has always been happening. This is something that has happened tons of times before. I, oh, think like uh, I think ever. that's like, an, like you could an you, unanswerable question. The, yeah, hundred yeah. percent unanswerable. Like, you're asking if yeah. like there is like every like major uh, disaster is like something to do with. Or yeah, or like just every this, twenty years, four people are chosen to have visions and go to a cabin and be like, I "Hey, think... kill your son." And the people are like, "Bet." <laughs> and, I I think that's the assumption that this yeah. has happened throughout history. And yeah, maybe, maybe but you're it's... right because then it would have been like either these were the most indecisive people of all time, or yeah. or we would have had this happen uh, many yeah. times. Yeah, well, maybe we it had happen- a lot more tsunamis. And maybe it happens crashes. like once every thousand years, yeah, or yeah. like two thousand years. Yeah. And you know, what? two thousand years ago, people were probably a lot more uh, uh, di- diligent kill. on what with the word of God. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny that like uh, that shooting percentage during that during that scene because it's like that one. I'm like, ooh, very interesting, great line. And then the next line's like, and they're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, miss. But good line right before that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm still thinking also, about that last one. It was so don't an mind. interesting what, what's the, uh, the line about the shooting. Where you, what are you saying? Oh, uh, wait, which one? You said the the good line that she said before the four. Oh, thing. I just mean like it just felt like they were like throw all the themes out right now. Yeah, and I was like, the like, movie's almost over. Hurry up! Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, maybe this has happened before. And I was like, ooh, very cool. And they're like, maybe they're the forest of apocalypse. I'm like, no, they're not. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the Vin Diesel Terrible at Acting Award. Who do you want to give it to? I think we know who we have to. No, because I think the kid did good. Oh, I've got one, but it's kind of. I think you guys aren't gonna like. What? What? Who is yours? I hate to do it to him. I think Rupert Grint. That's who I. That's who I have written down. That was Harry Styles level of sliding all over an accent. I was so confused. No, I think when he said that he was from Boston, the shock (laughs) that registered on my. I was like. What? Where's your? <laughs> the whole movie, he was being like, "Come on, guys, we gotta go do that over there." And I was like, "What just happened?" You wanna know who I'm giving it to? Who? The man himself, M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, in the infomercial. Yeah, he was not that great in the infomercial. I do have uh, to admit, you could tell I, it was M Night Shyamalan. Like, hey, he definitely I'm gonna, didn't make If I'm gonna do it man. to Harry Styles, I gotta do it to Rupert. Grant. No, I think it was to Rupert. Grant. He was slipping and sliding. All I, over I thought he accent. was. I, I was excited to see him because I, I love Harry yeah. Potter and I love Ron Weasley. Um, but like, I was like, oh, but they the, wiped the, him out early. I was this like, is probably goodness. why you're not in a lot of movies <laughs> besides Harry Potter. For real, I was like, 
Well, yeah, he's. <laughs> I was gonna say, where was his accent, in Harry Potter? Front and center. <laughs> Imagine him and Harry Potter with like, a thick Boston accent the entire time. No. What the? Fuck? I still think it's M Night. Like, I get with Harry Styles where it's like, this is your first try. Yeah. Rupert Grint must have had a dialect coach since he's seven. Yeah, he's been a lifelong actor. <laughs> yeah, I'm so confused. I, aren't you British? <laughs> um, any Oscar noms? I don't think so. Probably not. Adapted screenplay, maybe. Adapted screenplay, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be kind of cool to get like a Dave Bautista like, supporting actor. Yeah. But unfortunately, that'd be a lot of screen time for a supporting actor. Yeah, but he's like, who? No, the, that's, who would, that's right, isn't who it? Who would the lead be? I mean, the lead would be Jonathan Groff. Yeah, but the two daddies. Lead, yeah. yeah, the two daddies. Would be the but leads. then you could count him as a lead almost. You kind of could. He eats up most of the screen time. Yeah, he's like in every major part but of the story. But because line. you could make it work, because he's kind of like the antagonist. Yeah, and like. So it's That'd be the like only way you could swing. I've been more shocked, you know, in the past. Yeah, people they, being like, "Oh, this is actually just supporting actor." And I'm like, "That's news to me." The lines are pretty blurred usually. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's it. Thank God that would suck if you like went to a movie and it, like the the credits are coming up and they'd be like the lead actor Jonathan Groff and the supporting <laughs> actor Dave Bautista. For some reason, I have a feeling that I've said this before, which is going to defeat everything I'm about to say. Uh oh. But I think this is the first movie we all rated the exact same. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What'd you rate it? Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. That's what I rated. That's oh yeah. This is like <laughs> the definition. <laughs> this yeah. is like the definition of a three and a half movie. No, yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt. I was like, it was like that same conversation we had a couple it's weeks better ago. Better than average movies, and yeah. it's not groundbreaking. Yeah, and really, it was like short. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's fucking sick. Nothing really wrong with it. Like, is, besides that, is there any other final comments either of you have? Oh, not currently. No. I can't wait to see what Dave Bautista does next. Yeah. And yeah. M Night Shyamalan. Definitely. For that fact. Good movie. Go see. And go Rupert Grant. Um, <laughs> do we want to do what, what? What do you have for time? Uh, fifty-eight. Tight. Let's do good guys, bad guys. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, I think my good guy is going to be uh, Sebastian from Hogwarts Legacy. Um, oh. He just taught me not to def- break any storylines here. Oh. He just taught me some unspeakable curses. Oh. Oh, so I'm gonna have to I try those out. I read something before the game came out that it was like, if you pre-order, you can get the death curse. Oh, I was no, like, no. what? <laughs> <If> <laughs> like, you isn't pre- that the main thing? If you yeah. pre-order, the, I think what bat. you get is you get like a dark arts package. Yeah, yeah exactly. You it's can, all cosmetic stuff. You can I think. do. There's like it opens a dueling thing, and in normal kill, dueling in the game, you can't. <laughs> That's hilarious. You yeah. can't. You can't use dark arts spells, but in <laughs> this one you can, I guess. But I just <laughs> unlocked it, so I guess I'll find out. Oh, oh my good guy sure. my good guy is a good friend of mine uh uh gage heading delivered them for many years his birthday today i oh, just had your birthday i was gage. just hanging happy out birthday. with him yesterday and today uh and i had to we were he's at the casino right now i was supposed to go with him but i said nope got a pod gotta come back i was also on like a four-day bender that i need i needed <laughs> i needed to stop uh that's what happens when you're unemployed Oh, so dude, he, I he's my guy. I love you. I was the Wish most I was with you right now, person but... on the planet on Saturday. It was insane. Every morning, the, the past three mornings, I've been the most hungover person on the planet. It's been, it's it's been tough a, for me as well. Tough couple days. I've been avoiding headaches. Though. Yeah, I also have to nice. give a good guy shout out to Neb. Um, Ooh. He never fails expectations. <laughs> he is always the crabbiest person on the planet <laughs> on an, on Saturdays. I, I, yeah, I, I was the most hungover. He was by far the crappiest uh yeah just for our audience to know that you know that 
because you guys care about us yeah. so much, we are just cohesively like so down bad right now <laughs> as, as a group of three people. Truly. <laughs> We're powering uh, through. Yeah. I guess my good guy is Ben Feldman. Shout out Ben Feldman. Because he keeps popping up in movies I've been watching lately, and he's Ginsburg on Mad Men. And who the fuck is late ben? seasons? Uh, he's he's the, not that far yet. Yeah. Well, well I've, you're I've rewatching. It, yeah, but I watched it like when I was in like eighth grade. Okay. Well, it's so after I, the. I've been very surprised on my rewatch. About, <laughs> oh, I don't remember this happening. Yeah, and he's like, and he's also. Well, have you seen Silicon Valley? Yeah. He's also the lawyer in Silicon Valley. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And I've, uh, the movies I've been watching lately, I've been like Ben Feldman again, and he's only been in. 10 movies this so uh, like, what the fuck this doesn't deserve my bad guy of the week but it's more like the punch in the gut of the week um so hallie's parents got paramount plus oh okay uh, which now I, has showtime on it right yes which also has twin peaks so i was re-watching twin peaks for a little mm. bit and i got about four episodes deep and then stopped for a couple days tried to go back to it yesterday no more paramount plus i guess it was only a trial Ooh, that and and that just i got four episodes deep to a show i haven't been able to watch in three years like oh, come on that fucking blows yeah. so wait is it the new season two on there yeah oh shit yeah they had That's everything and i was gonna it. rewatch all of it but guess not tight. i yeah. want to see that new season but i think my bad guy of the week is the philadelphia eagles fans every single Ooh. one of them including the team all the parents um all their <laughs> Everyone, kids all the birth one yeah um you guys can all Lick the backside of my balls. I hope you all have a terrible week. Uh, um, I'm laughing oh. at your grave. <laughs> Just spread a lot of hatred. <laughs> I came into the Super Bowl bad mood. Don't like either team. Yeah. Decide I'm going to, I'm already like negative $100 with my bookie. I'm going <laughs> to double that, put 100 Chiefs live bet money line the second they go down seven points. It happens. Chiefs come back. They win because the Eagles are incompetent. Um, and then I also, you know, like the point box, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like squares, mm -hmm. one of the squares at halftime. So I got, I got up big. So why are you mad? I'm well, just cause fuck Eagles fans. Okay. <laughs> I was like, well, just I was like, did this turn into like a weird flex here before, before the Super Bowl? I was like sad, like fucking, of course uh, the fucking Eagles are in the Super Bowl. A lot of and now it's like, a lot of money. Yesterday. Now it's like, fuck you Eagles fans. You lost. So did, uh, <laughs> I listened to the final verdict. Probably doing, I probably asked Durkin last night while I was just drunk. The door, I know. Uh, I wonder if Durkin placed the, Oh no. I talked to him about this last night when the I was octopus. hammered. Uh, no, but I asked him, did he win a bunch of money on the Chiefs defense score? And he said, no, it had to be a thrown touchdown for that bet to win. Oh, I tried to find a Jalen, Hur Jalen Hurts fumble um, prop, a lot, prop line. I could not find it. And then, boom, guess what happens? He fumbles. <laughs> yeah. Um, my bad guy, to, I'll make it short and sweet, but going off of what Booth said, my bad guy are, is every single NFL ref that ever was. Ooh, oh uh, come on! It was up. a hold. It was a Barely. hold. But the we have literally maybe don't the NFL Eagles, has literally hand, handed <laughs> handed the Chiefs two wins in a row. That's fun. And I'm absolutely sick to my stomach about now, it. Now, want to know who handed the Chiefs the W? The Eagles for cheating. Maybe figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Well, fuck the ref. That's my bad guy. Um, my bad guy of the week. I had one. Now I just forgot. Um. <laughs> uh you don't need oh oh i remember uh my bad guy of the week is whoever the fuck wrote 
the after credit scene in Wakanda Forever. That is one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. I don't even think I stayed long enough to see it. It, it is. What happens? Uh, huge me. spoilers. Huge spoilers. Uh, don't need. I've seen the movie. You don't need she, to. See. Uh, she, uh, uh, Lupita comes out with a son, and knowing that that's uh, Chadwick Boseman's girlfriend in the in the last movie, it's yeah. like, oh, so that's Chadwick Boseman's son. And then she sits down, and then she's like. Uh, and she's like, we thought it was best if he didn't go to his uh, father's funeral. It's like, oh, okay. So now we know for sure that's his son. And then she goes, did he get to meet my mother? And she's like, yes, they had a very good relationship. It's like, no, they didn't. That doesn't make any sense. And then, and then, and then she's like, oh, and, uh, and they're like Toussaint. That's a beautiful name. He's like, yeah. And then he goes, but I have another name. And she's like, and the music starts swelling. He's like, it is T'Challa, the next king of... And I'm like, but we knew that from the onset <laughs> of the scene. What the fuck is this scene? I don't oh. fucking get it. I was so fucking mad watching okay. it. I'm, I'm like... So, I'm so sorry. We have to end this podcast <laughs> right now because I just ripped ass. It's oh. gonna oh, fill okay. the room. Oh, God. Right, I'm oh, so God. sorry, guys. I'm so, so, so sorry. All my home is full Number one, the bank wanted drug yeah. screen for everyone on the crew before they forward the money. A piss test? Yes, a piss test. I'll have what she's having. <laughs>